Hello, and welcome to Recipe Club, where we discuss very politely and considerately all the things that you want to eat, always with an eye towards civility and never, ever a poop joke. Uh, my name is Chris Yang. I am the co-host of this show, along with um, the... Intercontinental Recipe Club champion. The, the, the Chang of all media, David Chang. And uh, this week's special guest, Priya Krishna, the original Recipe Club member. The, OG. the first, the OG, first in our hearts and fourth in the standings. <laughs> and I, I would say that I think that uh, when you listen to uh, the audience opine about the season so far, one of the things they're complaining about is Priya is not in first place. <laughs> well, whose fault is that? That sounds a lot like Priya's fault. Uh how you doing, Priya Krishna? Um, I I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Tur- weather turned nice. I just got from back from St. Louis. Um, I ate a really good lunch. I'm feeling really good. Did you have St. Louis pizza? I did not have St. Louis pizza. Mm. Did I miss out? Provel cheese. It's wonderful. Is it? Yeah. Is St. Louis People pizza talk good? shit about St. Louis pizza. Oh, I, I like it. It's very thin crust. Provel is a uh, processed like mozzarella American cheese. It's great. Sliced. The only yeah. thing I don't love is it Cincinnati. Cincinnati has the toasted ravioli, or is it St. Louis? The fried ravioli. Yeah, fried ravioli. Yeah, Cincinnati. yeah I think it's Cincinnati. It's the same thing as toasted. Toasted is just a euphemism for fried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Priya, I feel like um, I feel like you're just always so impersonal with these updates. Give us something a little deeper. Tell me, tell me something. You're. Um, Tell me something you're, you've always been afraid of, but you've always been too ashamed to admit. I'm afraid of being uh, walked in while I'm pooping at a restaurant. <laughs> we now, we now have a timer. I think it was seriously 30 <laughs> two minutes, seconds, two minutes, two minutes <laughs> before we had our first poop reference. You got anything like that? What is something you're afraid of that you've never admitted to? I'm really afraid of uh, driving across bridges. Are you really? I'm terrified. Wow. I have that fear a little bit too. Like, my, my, mine's a r- extremely massive fear. Do you? That okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna drive off, or something's gonna happen, or I'm gonna you know it could be an eight lane highway, and I'm gonna be terrified. So do you stick to center lane, or do you try to stick in the slow lane if you're on a bridge? Any lane that feels comfortable. <laughs> I don't care if I'm in the fast lane. I'm going slow. <laughs> That's, is it too late to rewrite your memoir title? I think that's a good <laughs> I, 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 I took you go to the – we tried to go to the aquarium, but it was closed, so I had to take him to – again, poor planning on my end. I took him to the Iowa battleship. That's right. Which is also a really bad idea to take a, a four-year-old. The <laughs> uh, World War II battleship, not a good idea. Um, and I was terrified going over the bridge to getting there to Long Beach. Oh, just driving to just driving. That was that was bad. I, that's that's uh, that's remarkable. So yeah. Dave's afraid of bridges. Priya, I've completely forgotten your fear. What was your pooping? You're pooping. I, no, my fear is not pooping. I love pooping. It's the fear is okay, and and you're in one of those restaurants where when the bathroom door opens, the entire restaurant mm. can see you. Right, right. So right. that's my fear of like being in one of those single stall bathrooms. And they open the door and like the whole restaurant staring at you right. while, while you're pooping. When you're sitting on the, on the toilet and you're looking at the door, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, 
view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Mine is, I've always been too scared. You know how people inhale helium for balloons and it makes their voices really high? Yeah. I've always been too scared to do that. I think it's what? I think it's, it's dangerous. So fun. And I think I think it's dangerous and whatever it's doing to your voice might be permanent. Well, you're missing out on other things you can inhale. <laughs> I'm, not afraid of, I'm not afraid of any of those things. I'll tell you what, I am not afraid of taking those things that you can inhale in a balloon. I, I like them quite a bit. Oh, I see what you're saying. The other things that come out of a balloon. They're they're, they're great. That don't make your Let me, voice. We high. should do a recipe club on that. <laughs> Nitrous. EC guns? Straight up nitrous. Uh, we have uh, ISI guns, and we can just do um, Let's put that on the- whippets with whipped cream. There's not, that's, my re- <laughs> that's my recipe right there. I'm going to lux this one One pot, out. one mouth. <laughs> Six canisters of whipped cream. One remaining brain that's, cell. We're going to have a good time. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, maybe we'll put and contrary out. to belief, those brain cells don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it that way. You have too many brain cells to begin with, okay? Right. Kills them dead once and for all. Well, it's like Raid. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? Oh, I have some notes here. Priya, you know, we talked on the Dave Chang show about Dave's speaking engagement. How did your How did your Dartmouth, I think people here in the Recipe Club were wondering how your Dartmouth presentation went. Oh, my God. It was so it was so great. The kids were amazing. And then afterwards, um, people came up and asked if I wanted to take a point five. Do you all know what this is? Do you take know a, what a point five a point is? Five? Is that when you have half, yeah, they're, half, they're a, like, half a whip it? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, hey, can we take a point five? And I was like, oh, no. What is a point five? But I was trying to like look guess, not like I it's was. Like a, let me guess. It's a, it's a point five viewpoint on a selfie, right? Point five angle or, okay. or lens. Yeah. Okay. But it's more complicated than that. It's like you put your phone to point five, and then you flip it so that you're taking it like that. So it almost looks oh, like you. the old school point and shoot camera like they're trying to imitate like 2000s photo taking let's see how that came out <laughs> right, we're taking here. oh that makes me look horrible <laughs> this, is not for, this is not for me point fives point five is not my angle man I I see, you know they're gonna want to say like do you want to do you want to use a rotary <laughs> yeah <laughs> dial me up on the rotary later yeah. uh but it went well you were there for aapi recognition celebration yeah and um thank you like seriously chris your help with the speech was was so appreciated and like Priya, I, went, I talked went to you over for so 30 well 30 seconds before we started recipe club it was 
And those 30 seconds were really impactful, okay? <laughs> Don't undersell your contributions. I, I do accomplish a lot in 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> you have you have written openers to my stories in, in 30 seconds. It's true. It's true. But after 30 seconds, it falls apart. Uh, it's also how Chris created two children. <laughs> I was waiting for it, and you know what? It did not disappoint. That was that was it. I was looking for the I was looking for the the quick joke. As you got Chris it. likes to say, it's the highest form of compliment. I, I, can create, yeah. I can create two children in under a minute, guys. Pretty impressive. Holy smokes! Uh, we went there. We're not here to talk about any of these things. We are here today. We have gathered here on the Recipe Club to discuss. Recipes that involve one of my favorite recipes, one of my favorite ingredients. I think yours too, Chang. Canned tomatoes. Uh, Priya's saying her too. I don't know if it's my favorite. Not your favorite favorite, but you like canned tomatoes, no? I, I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you and forty million nine hundred thousand other people, which is the number of results you get when you Google canned tomatoes recipes. Uh, but but elaborate a little bit more. You're you're a little oh, on, on the fence about it. Not on the fence. I'm always – there's so many options, mm. right? Can we name all the options? You have diced. You have crushed. Uh, crushed and all, all peeled. Everything, every shape is also with garlic or basil or aromatics, mm-hmm. right? Some don't. Mm-hmm. Some do. Fire roasted. Yeah. You have your whole peeled. And then you just have tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is like, what? Which what is, is that? Is so, that just the? There's tomato sauce, and then there's sauce, and then there's like tomato yeah. puree. Yeah, the puree, puree, yeah. the puree, and their sauce. Is the puree the yes. swag from the peeled tomatoes? I think the puree, yes, is. I thought it was just blitzed into. I thought it was like the equivalent yep. of passata, Italian. Yeah, just, I think puree and passata are the same. But thing. then the sauce is what cooked. So let me, yeah, I don't know. But I think the sauce is the sauce is cooked with aromatics usually. So this is a, a, I would love to know two people much smarter than myself where this comes from. And I feel a little bit like Hugo here. How does this work? <laughs> when you open up a can of tomatoes. Yes. Where does all the sauce come from? Of peeled tomatoes. It ah. is, there's a lot of sauce in it. Are they pureeing tomatoes and then adding it to the peeled tomatoes? Because it's not that much. There's no way it's 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 coming all out of the tomatoes. It's a right. lot of tomato juice. All the liquid that comes that your tomatoes are swimming in. You're saying is not just exuded. Yeah. I've never tomatoes. canned tomatoes either because I don't believe in canning personally. <laughs> I, I believe in opening up cans. I don't believe in yeah. being the canner. Yeah. So I've never canned tomatoes, nor have I watched any <laughs> video clips on canning. So if you can tomatoes, do you can it? In a solution, so it's completely in vacuum, and then can it, or are you just putting the tomatoes in there and then canning it? Is that process leaching out the liquid, so then it's in? I have canned tomatoes in my homesteading days, and I think I this is based entirely off of just an amalgam of internet instructions. So if this is incorrect, blame the internet. Well, just like most chefs these days. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know what I'm talking about, and I definitely shouldn't have been doing it because it was dangerous for me to be doing it, but I definitely read about it online and then sold it to people. I did not add any solution. The only thing I added is like a little bit of, uh, was it vinegar or lemon juice? Like I think a little bit more acidity, and then it's just salt, and you pack them in there. Once they're peeled, they do exude a ton of juice, and they end up being covered in their own juices. Okay, so that's all I wanted to know is 
Where does the juice come from? But I think you're, what you're saying is interesting because when you open up a can of tomatoes, like whole tomatoes, it's not necessarily just you know, tomato liquid. It looks like there's sauce it's in there. It's saucy. Like there's puree yeah. in there. I imagine as they pass under the, the conveyor belt, there's just like a little of sauce that goes right into them. Probably. Probably, Probably. right? Just With that sound it. effect and Priya's pooping, I don't want to <laughs> talk about anything else anymore. Just to keep it extra juicy. Uh, <laughs> Priya, among the, among the um, available options of tomatoes in cans that Dave just enumerated, what do, you, what do you usually buy? What do you get in a can? Either crushed or whole peeled. I really love the sensation of squelching the tomatoes in your hands to make a sauce. I find that so satisfying. I think it feels nice. I hate doing it because it inevitably squirts oh. all over me. Unless you do the I method of when you're squelching your tomato, you got to dig a finger in as like a little hole for the juices to squeeze out of. But I don't, I don't yeah, like the whole, I love it. whole, yeah, whole peeled. Priya's despot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you go for? Whatever is available. I don't, I, I'm agnostic. I don't care. I, I just think you listen. I, I do not just because Bianca is my close friend. I think those are the best canned tomatoes in the world, really. Um, and I don't care whatever whatever is there. I will say, if I don't have the ability to like blend something properly, I will go with a puree or diced because mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. In fact, if they remove the seeds, even better. Mm-hmm. Do you remove the seeds, Priya, when you are um, have a whole peeled tomato can? No, absolutely not. No. The only ones I don't go for are the I don't like the basil ones. I feel like they sometimes I get like a kind of acrid taste to them, and then also then everything. I a basil agree. Thing. I don't want basil in my shit. I'll add basil if I want to add basil. That's just my that's just my perspective. I'm a big fan of basil. That's one last thing I have to buy. <laughs> if they would just put it all in the can for you, yeah. if only there was a way to get food entirely made in a can. Uh, yeah, I think that. Um, the only other, the only other thing I wanted to talk about in general on on whole. One second. What you got? Do you feel that you you can get enough tomato flavor from one can of tomatoes, or do you feel you have to add tomato paste? Because I feel if I had an invention, I would do a can of peeled tomatoes or any kind of canned tomatoes augmented with a little tomato paste. With tomato paste, so I would sell it as. And again, tomato canning industry, feel free to take this. Tomato can plus plus. We you know you've been spending toothpaste. too much time on tech campus. Tomato, tomatoes, tomatoes plus. Yeah, to, to tomatoes has plus. with fluoride, right? Like tomato cans with tomato paste plus. What if they tomato did? with tomatoes? Because it does. Like I hate having to open up a can of tomatoes and then a can of tomato paste to make it tomato power like. I just now I want. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I, you're not wrong, but now I want tomatoes to take a page out of the Apple playbook and have a yearly release where they're like, this year is Tomatoes Plus, where we've integrated or, or the paste I got into the a subscription, right? Like, <laughs> With, you know? Exactly. Just like cloud tomatoes, where you can just order them and they So that's all it. I'm trying to say is, if you cook enough at home, you know that many tomato dishes, the can of tomato, so here's the thing, two cans of tomatoes for most dishes is too much tomato, right? Mm. Two can- Unless you're making like a red sauce. One can of tomato in a dish, whatever it may be, soup, stew, sauce, whatever, is not enough tomato flavor. You need a small can of tomato. And again, I am really passionately opposed to the toothpaste tube of tomato paste. You don't like that one? No. Interesting. No. Oh. I like it because you can store it. You can't 
get all the sh- tomato paste out of it. To, like, well, not it's okay if you're an it. artist and you're painting with oils, but I'm not. Mm. I'm cooking with it. So you prefer oh, the canned tomato paste? I love paste. it. Yeah. Interesting. Canned tomato paste. Related question, Priya. If you open a big can of tomatoes and you don't uh-huh. use all of them, do you transfer it to another container and put it in your fridge, or do you cover that can and put it in your fridge? I transfer it to a container and put it in the freezer. What do you do? I always I, I freeze I, everything. I, I always use it. All. You've never had a leftover can of tomatoes, of course. That's never. your answer. Why would I? Why I think would I that, do that? I, I mean, bad things are supposed to happen. You're not supposed to put it in a can. I like to. I like to live on the edge for a day. I just throw the can back in the fridge. Wow. That's the kind of lifestyle I'm, I'm leading over here. Uh, I want a hot take from each one of you. What do you think of when I say San Marzano tomatoes? Overrated. Priya. Branding. Hmm. I think it's just, it's a branding lie, right? Half the time they're not even anything. It's it's like all these Italian things that have DOP or whatever are very seldom the actual thing mm-hmm. they are. But you think just generally they're overrated. Yeah. I think, again, not a surprise here. Most things that are have to be authentic are overrated. Mm. You're telling me I can't make Italian food unless it comes from a specific region? The whole premise of Italian food cooking is really what's regional, what's local, what's seasonal, what's around you. So you want me to pay, you know, right. shipping? Right. Italian food. So in other words, like Italian food wasn't invented by a bunch of Nona's who what? are ordering ingredients from all over the world and having them flown in and then making right. their food. Uh, San Marzano tomatoes are American. <laughs> <laughs> really? So why do they taste better there? But they're all from our neck of the woods, right? Tomatoes are from our from our from our world. Uh, the average American, according to the USDA, consumes twenty eight point three pounds of tomatoes per person. I'm assuming per year. You know, yes, per year. I should have made that as an over under for you guys. Uh, the canned tomato business is huge. I think that obviously most people are using these for, like you said, red sauces and stuff. What do you cook with canned tomatoes at home, Priya? Other than Italiano, cucina, cucina italiano. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I I I use it in chole, sort of to make like a sort of shortcut chole with you know. I mean, you can spike that tomato sauce with all sorts of like cloves, cinnamon, other warm spices. Priya, I'm not familiar um, with what a chole is. Could you educate me? Chole is uh, basically stewed stewed chickpeas. Ah, I've um, had yours. in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you've had you've had before. Um, uh, my mom makes a version uh, with tomatoes, tomatoes, and then she puts tea bags in the pot to steep. And the black tea sort of does really amazing things Good with the God. tomatoes, clove, cinnamon, um, s- aromatics. Just lets it all cook for a long time. Adds a little bit of yogurt to thicken it. It's delicious. Uh, special guest Priya's mom. One of these episodes. Well, I mean, I clearly somebody has to write a cookbook here. <laughs> 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 what uh, what are you using a whole can of tomatoes for in the Chang household and never having leftovers? Um, chili. Hmm. You know, chili, but a lot of red sauce. I'm we're, we we make a lot of pasta sauce, uh, tomato pasta sauce for the kids. Um, but mainly for um, chili of sorts. Um, that's about it. Um, we are a huge... Sometimes I'll make a salsa. I remember the peak of the pandemic, you couldn't get anything. I was making salsa from canned tomatoes. What were you doing? 
smart just blitzing it and adding um you know garlic oregano chilies um some like orange juice and you know cilantro Mm, stems it was really tasty see this is what i see i love that because and i i like the recipe you chose which we'll get to in a minute but i think that there is definitely this this cognitive leap you have to get over sometimes when you open a can of tomatoes and just think oh it's red sauce like this is this is what the flavor of this thing is, and there's no other possible directions for it. But obviously, the canned tomato is a extremely potent weapon in terms of umami and just the the liquid it brings to anything you're cooking. Uh, acidity is the canned tomato the best canned food or canned vegetable? Is can, tomato fruit or vegetable? Still, I still don't know. It's a fruit. Fruit. It's a is fruit. It the best canned tomato fruit thing. Is there anything better? That's I a fruit that, vegetable. Uh, I mean, peaches are really good. Yeah, but, but that's mostly because of the syrup. Mandarin organs are delicious. In. Yeah, yeah. Pineapple's very good. But again, all of the, the the other fruits are enhanced by their sugary syrup they're in. Mm-hmm. As, the as its own thing, the canned tomato. Yeah, it's for goat. sure, it's the goat. It's the goat. I'm a I'm a bean I'm a bean guy. I like canned I like, I like beans. But it doesn't give. It doesn't. Give I like canned beans too, Chris. I I'm I, with I'm, you because like I, I would prefer to make it from scratch. That's just who I am. Yeah, that's that's the guy. That's the character you are. The guy who wants to soak his beans from scratch, get a little harvest some epizote from his garden, come out there and stew his own <laughs> frijoles. I've seen the light, <laughs> especially when coming to this season of Recipe Club. I will do whatever it takes to show that home cook that listener. The next step of becoming a better home cook. If, if Follow any, my ways. If anything is apparent, it is that you will go as far as it takes this season. Uh, yeah, I think the canned tomato is the goat. And so do a lot of other people because we got a good number of submissions. We got slow roasted pork chops with chipotle tomatoes from Joe Pearson. Um, Karen DiCarlo sent in a recipe for unnamed tomato sauce. Leon, Leon Tien Prenger miso tomato, not risotto. Adriana Colota, hot pepper and tomato pizza, Destiny Day risotto, simple tomato soup. Destiny from- Day, beautiful name. I love that. <laughs> really, really good. Uh, Carolyn Whitby, simple tomato soup, and Jared Hirsch sent in his grandpa's hash. But Priya, you rejected all of those suitors. All these people came to your door, with flowers and hats in hand, asking you to the canned tomato prom, and you said, no, I've already got a date. Uh, sorry, for anyone who's new to the show, this is how it works. Priya has chosen a recipe submitted by one of the listeners, and we've all cooked it. And the one you chose was Ruth Lee's Pork Belly Jayuk Orzo? Jayuk. Jayuk. Jayuk is traditionally, um, again, I don't know if it's traditionally, but how I grew up eating it was really on summer barbecues. You'd go, like, after church, you'd put aluminum foil over a charcoal grill that, like, you see in the public park. Mm-hmm. And you would take, really it's gochujang, so spicy Korean chili marinated with sugar, onions, spring onions, pork belly or pork shoulder. That Whatever it's the pork, it's thinly sliced um, and it's grilled and you eat that with some lettuce. So that that is how I grew up eating it. That is that is the most romantic like portrait. Just like summer barbecues. I love that. Public park. Foil on the grill, throw yeah. the meat on there. According That's to some, romanticism is good food. <laughs> this is for, we'll save that for the Dave Chang show. Uh, <laughs> Priya Krishna, why did you choose Ruth Lee's pork belly romance orzo, summertime orzo? Um, 
I was really taken by the story. I love stories where recipes are born out of limitation and leftovers and you have to turn it into something really delicious. And that is basically what this recipe is. Um, she wanted to make chicken and orzo. All she had was orzo and leftover jayuk. And so she just combined the two and it made something really delicious. And, uh, I was just genuinely curious to see what this would taste like. Uh, yes. So Ruth wrote in and she said, hello, uh, I have two growing boys that constantly need food. I love to cook. So even if I'm having a bad day, I will cook to lift my spirits up. Uh, if my energy level is low, I cook whatever's in the house. I think she said she is. She's sick. going she through is, chemotherapy. She has right chemo. Now. She's in chemo. Yeah. Um, so basically exactly what you said. She's, she's like, I want to cook for my family. Sometimes I'm a little too tired to do it. We've all been there. Um, she really wanted yeah. chicken and orzo, and she came up with this recipe. So basically what she does for her uh, Jayuk orzo is she marinates the pork uh, pork belly, like Dave said, in, in gochujang and onion and, and garlic, sesame oil, sugar, soy sauce, pear juice, and a little water. While that marinates, she browns some butter in a skillet, then toasts the orzo, adds canned tomato, our theme ingredient, and some chicken stock along with a little salt and pepper. Uh, once she does that, she adds the pork and the marinade right on top of it. This is the quintessential sort of one-pot dish. Uh, lets that cook for 20, 25 minutes. And then sometimes she says she's not worried about her cholesterol. Sprinkles a little mozzarella cheese on top of that bad boy. Um, that is the original recipe. But as we do on Recipe Club, none of us made it yet, according to the instructions. We will. Um, each of us took a little spin on the old wheel of death here, which provided us with a constraint or instructions that we had to follow while approaching Ruth's recipe. Priya, you spun the wheel and you landed on keto. So you've made a keto preparation of this orzo dish. I'm so excited to see this. <laughs> I'm incredibly excited about it too, frankly. Uh, David. Ch have, wait, have you seen the video? We have not seen the video. This is all a surprise for us. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> David Chang spun and hit pantry only for the second or third time this season, meaning he had to make Ruth's dish using only shelf-stable ingredients. Nothing fresh, nothing frozen, only things that he could make uh, after the apocalypse, which is uh, due in, I think, 20, 30 days? Well, can I just make one note here where people might say, hey, that's not really applicable to home pantry. So much of this isn't necessarily making the exact recipe because we are and we will and it's easy enough and it's straightforward. At least most of them are. But I think the idea of doing pantry only or shell stable is to show you that you can make drastic substitutions if need be. So we're taking this to sort of the ed edge of the spectrum. Nobody's going to only cook it at home unless you've been in the apocalypse, right? I actually think, yes. I mean, okay, I hear what you're saying, but I do think there are a few like real use cases. I think that college dorm... All you have is a hot plate, camping trip. Yeah, but I think there are real techniques that you can learn to yes. hack something through. The, right? the larger point is let's take these to the extreme and learn some things from them. I, I mean, quick side note. So I want I had, you know, a couple months ago I bought some cornmeal, some nice cornmeal, and I wanted to make uh, spoon bread. I love spoon bread. I learned it from a chef that I work for who was from Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, Akhtar, by the way. Akhtar Nawab, one of my good friends, great chef, and he – I was like, how do you know how to make – what's spoon bread? And he's like, that's what they eat a lot in Kentucky growing up. And he taught me how to make it. It's delicious. And it's sweet. I knew that my kids – I knew they might like it. But I needed cornbread. 
Mm-hmm. I, no, I needed uh, baking powder, baking soda. I didn't have any. What did I do? We have pancake mix. Mm-hmm. Right? So, again, I changed the spoon bread so it really doesn't have too much flour. So it turned more into cornbread. Corn but, like, that's just the way it is cooking at home. It, it allows us to think about what's in ingredients and to sort of reverse engineer it. So to me, that's exactly like how Great. this can work. And this is what the recipe is as well. It's like, hey, again, I've seen my mom try to cook with chemotherapy. The last thing you ever want to do is to make something authentic and like exact. You're just so tired and you want to make something and you want to make it delicious. So you do what's on hand. So mm-hmm. I hope people see that where we're doing pantry as something that seems punitive, but that's for us. I think for the home cook that's listening, you don't have to do it that way. It just is like one way of showing you that these are all options available to you. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I love that move of, of using, because I think what Dave is, is saying is the pancake mix is basically pre-mixed flour with baking powder and baking soda. And and and, and if I didn't yeah, have that, if I had Bisquick, I'd use Bisquick. Exactly. I actually used a similar move that we'll get to in the in the butter episode for the uh, <laughs> keto bread I had to make. Um, who wants to go first, guys? Do you want to do you want to save Priya for last with her keto experiment? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. You I go never go first. Okay, you go. So this is pretty yeah, straightforward. Again, I, I I do know what the original version of this dish is. So again, while everyone has their version, I I, I understood it, and this is not a combination I would necessarily do because I don't like tomato. In my Korean food, hmm. um, and I'm still just truth, truthfully not at the forefront of modern mutated Korean food, right? Like I'm just not yeah. there yet. Um, in terms of appreciating it, like right, liking it, right? Yeah. Like if you go to a street fair, like one of the big sandwiches in the morning are these egg, cabbage, onion, green onion. Uh, egg sandwiches with cheese and ham and they put some more cabbage on it, a lot of butter and toasted white bread and then they sprinkle a ton of ketchup and sugar on it. I'm always like, you just fucked it up when you added the sugar and the ketchup, right? Like, But that is part of it and she sort of mentions that in Korea, tomatoes and sugar, that's like a dessert type of thing. Mm-hmm. My grandmother used to mm-hmm. eat potatoes with sugar on it. So mm-hmm. sugar is seen as a luxury or at least it was many years ago. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think reading this recipe really resonated with me. Number one, you know, she's going through a horrible thing and she's got two young kids and I really felt for her. Um, but also I couldn't really, I didn't want to make it with cheese and I didn't want to make it with Mexican food. I mean, like mer- merge it yeah. necessarily, but I understood it, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it was pretty easy. Like you cook the orzo. You, so I, let me back up. Pantry only. I don't have pork belly. I don't have anything that's refrigerated pork. But there is a pork product out there that is fundamental to Korean food. In fact, it's one of the reasons why Yuno is such a giant is because he swears it's because he ate, his mom ate, gave him so much spam growing up. Spam is as Korean as anything out there in the world. Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, that's pretty easy for me because it's spam. And there yeah. are many flavors of spam, the worst being, you know, the salt and reduced fat. Never eat that one. Um, <laughs> but there's a bacon flavored spam that I've never tried before. Mm. Gotta say, it's pretty, pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Is it smoky? Is that what makes it bacony? 
I'm sure there's some liquid smoke in there. Yeah. But it's definitely bacony, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't have the crunchiness if you crisp it up. <clears> so <throat> it's like spam. It's still spam with artificial flavoring of bacon, which it's good and a good equals. It's one of the few times good times good equals great. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, I didn't really marinate it because I'm not going to marinate it. It's so salt uh, intense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really just added the flavoring as I cooked the orzo. So I really just cooked the orzo, yeah. sauteed the spam, put it all together, and then added the gochujang. And I had a can of um, – Koreans really love fruit drinks like grape or orange or pear with pear chunks in it. Right, which is what she calls out yes. here specifically. So yes. I just added one can, not an entire can, and I just didn't make a big batch of it, just a you know one one pot's worth, and I sort of cooked it like a risotto. Wait, what did you toast the orzo in? Just oil? Yeah. No, I followed the recipe. Ghee. Oh, shelf stable ghee. Look at this guy. Smart. <laughs> Look at this guy. Smart. Regular, regular Priya over here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew she was trying to get me. I, she, was she was waiting trying to get me. I knew it too. I'm telling you, folks, I'm on it this season. <laughs> so I really stumbled. So the reason why I chose ghee, I looked online, and guess what? You can buy canned butter, tin butter, but it's extremely expensive. So that's why, again, even when I've gotten luxury, I've chosen not to get anything from restaurant purveyors or my friends that do fancy retail because you can. It's just not applicable to anybody that's listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Buying um, a $49 tin of 12 ounces of butter is not really useful. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So I, I really did have to struggle on this. I was like, oh, ghee. Ghee, ghee's shelf stable. So mm-hmm. because it's shelf stable, because the milk solids have been removed, um, so you can buy a shell stable. So technically that's shell stable, and that's what I used to toast the orzo. And that got me out of the bind. In terms of the chicken broth, I use uh, um, uh, bouillon. Mm, okay. So my, everything Perfect. and garlic, yeah, that's uh, powdered easy. garlic, powdered ginger. Or not powdered ginger, powdered garlic, powdered onions. Yeah. So the whole recipe was as is. Um, trans, uh, I just supplemented everything with shell stable ingredients. And it came out good. I think clearly it would be better with, you know, maybe not spam per se. But it came out really good. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes. All that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Okay, we're going to save Priya for last. I'll go next. My restriction, I don't know if I said it, was uh, I had to make this in under 20 minutes from start to finish. So I Oh, oh, sorry. I added canned kimchi, too. Canned kimchi. Canned kimchi. 
There's canned kimchi. Canned kimchi is pretty oh, good. Oh, nice. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had to make mine in under 20 minutes. <laughs> I uh, So I did this last night after the kids went to bed, after we'd already had dinner and everything. Um, and so this was not – I mean, honestly – Aside from the marinade, the 30 minutes to an hour marinade, you know, there's not a huge time crunch on this thing. You you boil the orzo until it's done. I think a box of orzo says it's done in seven minutes. Um, and so I didn't have to make a ton of huge adjustments to it. I just, wa- I, I just had to omit the sort of marinade step. So I got all of the ingredients. I even went, she, she shouted out California Market's Old Kimchi which is a market here in Koreatown in LA. I even went there and I got the specific kimchi she wanted. Um, The only thing I couldn't find, I couldn't, where do you find the little drinks with the bits in them? Are they just in the canned soda section? They're in the can. Usually in almost every Korean market, right when you enter on your left side. Your left side. H Mart, it's going to be on the way out towards... The so, if you go to most H marts, the canned drinks are gonna. Line shit. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> if you go right on H marts, and this is almost all across, like you're gonna hit the like most supermarkets, you're gonna hit all the the fruits and vegetables, produce, and then you're gonna go to the meats, and the aisles are full of the shell stable aisles. But as you turn around on the other side, whether it's left or right, one side will be fresh, the other side, whatever's on the other side will be rice, mm-hmm. shell stable noodles, um. And a couple noodles. Yes. And you'll have drinks and snacks. The drink section <laughs> will have it. You'll have uh, six sack, uh, which is the orange. You have the grapes. Unrefrigerated. And, uh, unrefrigerated cans. Okay. okay. Right? So it's almost on the left. If you go to a smaller Korean mart, it's almost always on your left side. Okay. As you navigate, um, it's all in the boxes, and you're going to go through the maze of shells, uh, of noodles and and gori pop and all these Korean snacks, and we, it'll almost always be on your left if you look down on your left. Promise you, if you look down on your left, it's going to be there. Uh, you know, am I right? I absolutely. Free. I'm sitting here. You can't see this from where you're looking at us, but asking the question of where something is in a Korean market is like a fucking trigger for these guys. Dave obviously went into his beautiful mind mode. You know, is in the control booth, just gesticulating wildly. He has stood up from his chair and is trying to direct me to the pear drink <laughs> from the control booth. It's always I'm, like right there. I, I love it. Uh, that was the one thing I went. To, I, I I perused all the aisles. I just didn't see it at California <laughs> Market yesterday. I have forever disappointed my. Wow! Whoa, whoa! 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 <laughs> whoa! Whoa! Disappointed my, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> my Korean cousins. What did you do? Uh, so I didn't. I completely forgot to to buy any juice. So I went home. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. So I started the timer. For the 20 minutes, I threw some butter into a uh, donabe, into like my, my rice donabe, and I toasted the, <laughs> just chill out, the orzo in, in there. While I was doing that, I, I mixed together, together all of the pork ingredients. So it was, it was pork belly. I actually wish that I had found, um, when you do it, when you, like the original version, is it like the very thin sliced pork? Yes. Okay. But I, it can be thicker, and I've seen it with butt as well. Okay. It's not always pork belly. Okay. It's not. So I couldn't find the ultra thin slices. I found the thinnest I could. So I put that into a mixing bowl. I mixed it with gochujang, uh, sliced onions, which I really, really love in, in this dish all the time. Garlic, sesame oil, sugar, soy sauce. And I didn't, again, I didn't have any juice. All I had in my fridge was some applesauce. 
my kids' applesauce. So I added that as a fruit and sweetness component. I'm getting thumbs down from you know, but there's a reason we keep him in the booth. Um, Clearly you're part of that whitewashing <laughs> of Korean pear to, to calling it the apple pear. I'm not, Good job. I'm not part of that movement at yeah, all. You are. First of all, Asian pear, pan-Asian pear, Korean pear. It's a pan-Asian pear. Pan-Asian eye-fold. Uh, and then... I did them. I cooked them separately. I added the tomato and the stock to the orzo, and I cooked that in just exactly the way I would cook uh, rice in a donabe, <laughs> um, meaning just enough liquid so that it would it would you know, it wouldn't have like soupiness to it. Um, I did the pork in the pan with all of the marinade ingredients because I didn't want to just throw it in with a bunch of liquid that I had just put like this marinade on just for it to all wash off. And I also, I also really appreciate the, like when you have this dish and you have the sort of like caramelized bits and especially like the onions get all sort of fried in pork fat and, and gochujang. And like those to me are among the most delicious parts of this. So I did this. I just threw them into a, a, a nonstick skillet and kept it over medium for the entire time. Basically, by the time everything was in the pan, I was at uh, 15 minutes remaining. So everything just cooked. For the last couple of minutes, I just I, I put all of the pork, which was now kind of browned and caramelized, into the steamer on top of the donabe just to sort of let it finish together. And... Uh, I had time to do the dishes and, and clean up my kitchen and the 20-minute bell rang. And honestly, it was very, very delicious. And I was I was really <laughs> – I was not stressed to make it in 20 minutes. I felt good about myself. The one thing I would say is uh, I gave a bite to Jamie. And I think that she and I – the orzo was perfectly cooked. It was like a perfect orzo. I'm not an orzo guy. Maybe it just comes down to that. And maybe Jamie's yeah. not an orzo gal. But I think we just wanted just wanted rice. And yeah. it didn't yeah. hit the exact spot for me. But if you like orzo, I think this was like cooking it in the tomato with kimchi, with uh, all of the stuff was a, a pretty delightful and flavorful way of, of making orzo delicious. So 20 minutes for sure. Um, a few little adjustments. The Koreans disapprove of my use of applesauce, but I think that if you're not, if you don't have juice, like you have to add some kind of fruit element, I think is sort of essential to to the pork. So that's all I had. Um, and now over to the main event, Priya Krishna, who made this dish for all the keto heads out there, all the keto freaks, all you low carb knots. How'd you do it? Just well, just out of curiosity, are you calling this the main event because you feel like this was the hardest? Of the three, mine was not the hardest. I don't think you thought yours was the hardest. I think. I mean, speak for yourself. I mean, clearly you had enough time to erase Korean history, but that's another story. <laughs> I told you I get a lot done in thirty seconds, man. <laughs> Make a baby, erase a erase a culture. Um, no, I do think Priya. I do think Priya, you had the tallest task with this week's yeah, thing. So it was very difficult. What yeah. did you do? No, this was really hard. This was really hard. I scanned my ingredient list and I identified what's not keto. Orzo, obviously not keto. Uh, I went back and forth, but technically in some, in, some, in some circles, gochujang is not keto because of the ingredients in it. I just felt like Dave was going to call me out if I used gochujang and tried to claim it as keto. So I was like, I'm not going to take any chances. I'm going to consider gochujang not a keto Whoa. ingredient. 
Um, She's correct. And see, see, I know I, I've spent enough time with Dave to know. <laughs> it's not um, me per se, Priya. It's just it you should respect the laws and the rules. I'm and not, I did. No one's above I did. the law here. That's all. Don't don't say. And it's I me. and I and I respected the them. You know what? It's a lot of brown rice and corn syrup and isomalt and yeah, flour. Exactly. Stuff, right? you, exactly. It's definitely not keto. Okay. Some of it's not even uh, vegan. <laughs> sugar, uh, cane sugar, not not keto, and pear juice is also not keto. Uh, okay, so I guess I'll start with the gochujang. I basically kind of reverse engineered my own gochujang or something that I thought could approximate gochujang. I regrettably in the video called it Fochujang, and I just want to apologize to everyone in case that makes it into the final cut. <laughs> well, I mean, um, <laughs> I don't even, I don't know what to feel about that. I feel so. Well, she got the Jang Jang in there, right? But fo, so Fochujang, fo actually, Priya, Honestly, I'm going to give you a pass because that's sort of like on point. The pun lover in me loves it so much. Uh, people who has respect for others. <laughs> All right, pho chujang. How did you make your pho chujang? So in a saucepan, I did, um, I was like, okay, so I need like spicy, tangy, some like umami. So I did miso, uh, a bunch, a lot of gochugaru, uh, rice wine vinegar, soy sauce. And then I was trying to think of like a sweetener that is keto. And I was at my friend Guy's house who's currently on the keto diet. And I was like, can you help me figure out what is a keto version? And he just he handed screamed me a at packet. you out of rage of not having enough <laughs> carbohydrates in his body. Being in, <laughs> he in handed me a ketosis. packet of this thing called like monk fruit sweetener. So yeah. I guess it's a sweetener derived by monk fruit. It is considered keto. Uh, I tasted some of it. It sort of just tasted like re like it sort of tasted like Splenda or Stevia. Just like it tasted like artificial sugar. But I was like, you know what? This will do. So I put some of that into my fochujang and then basically just stirred it over low heat until it was well incorporated. I tasted it and you know what? It tasted really good. Like I, I, I was, I was really proud of myself. So for people who don't like, know the okay. kochikaru, which he said is the Korean red pepper flakes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. sticking, sticking to the, um, sticking to the theme. And then, uh, pear juice obviously could not do that. And I was like, okay, I can't just do something like, I can't just add more sugar because you need the tang and you need a little bit of that tartness. So I basically like made, <laughs> I uh, took apple cider vinegar and just like stirred in like a tablespoon of the monk fruit sweetener. And it basically tasted like sort of a sweet tart, uh, like a tart apple juice basically is what I ended up with. So I was like, okay, I feel like this is, this is approximating that like sweet tart flavor and then the sugar I replaced with the with the monk fruit sweetener. Um, so, uh, and then it came to the orzo. This was really, really hard. I was like, should I do like a vegetable? But I was like, yeah, I already did stuff vegetables the previous episode. So I went to the grocery store and just like looked at all of the options. And I found an ingredient that is familiar to all of us. And I found out has like 0.1 grams of carbs, which is kelp noodles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what? <laughs> um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make this as like a stew and serve it over noodles. 
Yeah. Familiar. We're we're all familiar with Stalin. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, so kelp noodles for for Orzo. And then you made a stew. I needed I needed and you said you guys said no cauliflower rice. Didn't want to use quinoa, barley like so I was just like let's try it. Let's Are see how it goes. In quinoa, uh keto friendly? They're not keto friendly. Okay. I was gonna say they're actually a lot of things are not keto friendly. Dave, please just wipe that look of just like disappointment on your no, face. I'm just trying to sleep like I'm in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher won't notice. <laughs> Mr. Chang, do you have an answer? <laughs> uh, and so I basically oh go ahead, Chris. No, 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 no. That was that was just the Dave sleeping in class joke. <laughs> So I browned the butter and basically made like tomato sauce. I added the tomato and stock and um, like, and then added the pork and its marinade and let it, let it simmer. Um, and then in a separate, uh, I think the, the, the kelp noodles, I just had to like hydrate in water. So I just hydrated the kelp noodles in water. I kind of like let the, to this, the tomato, pork mixture go until it almost like resembled like a like a gravy almost it was almost like a ragu-esque texture um tasted it tasted great um so made a bowl noodles whatever my tomato pork mixture toss it together ate it i think i put some like some scallions on top it was it was really good Hmm. it was it was actually like 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 Similar to you, Chris, I was like, do I wish I had this, like, sort of porky, tomato-y thing over rice? Yes. Like, I very much, like, rice would have been my first choice. But over noodles, over the kelp noodles, it was definitely not bad. Mm. And, the, and, and the sauce, I feel like kelp noodles, the problem people have is they get, like, stiff and dry. But because it was so saucy, the noodles were, like, nice and chewy and soft. Um... And uh, yeah, I mean, this was a real journey. It was a real journey. At first, I made everything with maple syrup, and date and Seth informed me that maple syrup wasn't keto, so I had to remake everything with Whoa. the monk fruit sweetener. You did it the first time with maple syrup, and then you just had to go back and redo it. Well, I ju- well, I just made I made the the fotujong with maple <laughs> syrup, and then Seth was like, "Not keto," so I just I remade it again with the monk fruit sweetener. Uh, um, so long journey, but. We got there. It was totally keto and it was delicious. I am going to, I'm just, it's, it's, it's coming back to me now that this is the second episode with Priya in a row where the three of us had the exact same restrictions. I think when we spin this week, we should outlaw getting the same restrictions again, just for variety's sake. Uh, listen, Priya, kelp noodles <laughs> aside, like this is the, this is like, this is the, foundational struggle of keto right is it better to try to find some substitution or just not eat a starchy thing at all yeah you know i think that uh that's that's always been the struggle with with um kelp noodles do you have this 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 needed a starchy thing it needs like, a starchy yeah. thing. And by itself it yeah it needed an accompaniment it also really made me think about the the why rice 
is so good as a vehicle for saucy things. And I think looking at the Orzo as it like they swim around in their sort of individual grains and like you have to they have to absorb the sauce like a like a noodle like pasta which they are. There's something about and and Dave I give full credit to the Koreans and the Japanese for adopting the short grain while we Chinese have some for some inexplicable reason gravitated toward the jasmine, the clumpiness, the stickiness of the rice, you know, is yeah, is the essential. Totally. Right? It's a it's that's why totally. the sauce gets trapped in there. That's why that's why it's so good to eat. This dish made me think about that a lot. Um, Mr. Chang, did you have some other idea in place of kelp noodles that you would have used here? I mean. I think the first half of the recipe was the best I think I've ever seen Priya work. Very, 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 very smart moves with the Very fochujang. smart, very good. Uh, the fochujang. Listen, I, I'm just trying to be as critical on her as I am on myself and everyone else. <laughs> and you know, I'm just going to tell her that I thought the first <laughs> half was just pitching a perfect game. Just pitching a perfect game. Let's play this in a productive way. What would you have done for kelp noodles instead? Would you just have omitted them entirely? No, I just think the spirit of the dish. I think that if this was a noodle dish, even though Orzo's technically noodles in some degree, right? Like couscous is, is almost like a noodle too, right? Right. Um, but I think the Orzo is trying to recreate rice. Rice. So that's the only like ding. And I'm, right now I'm trying to like just debate that in my head. If it was another kind of dish that was noodly, yes, I think that would have been a wonderful substitution. Do you think? I mean, we have basically. I would have probably done braised nuts to some degree. Braised nuts, sunflower seeds, Mm. peanuts. I think is debatable now if it's keto, Mm. but if you could braise peanuts, I think that would be delicious. Walnuts, I think, are definitely keto. I would chop those up. Almonds, I would not do. but if if if, pe- if peanuts are there, but I do think pepitas are as well. I think pepitas would be good, and pepitas and tomato are actually quite you know a common sort of thing you see in some recipes. Um, I might have just done like braised pepitas with that. That would be my thing. So I'm not. I'm just debating again. I, Is it noodles or? Could I mean, you I would have, have had. Her, I would have had a really really hard time. Not caving and using cauliflower rice, so I applaud you for not caving to the cauliflower rice. You guys bullshit. specifically said no you cauliflower said it in rice. The first so you didn't want to eat cauliflower. Yeah, you said it. Food. Don't put you words in our it. mouth. We we love cauliflower. <laughs> I no, you I don't. I would Google whether or not sunflower <laughs> seeds are keto, but uh, Chrome has taken this moment to update on my iPad, so we'll never know. There, they are sunflower seeds are keto, but I mean, I would assume that pepitas are uh, pumpkin seeds are. Keto as well. Um, that makes sense. Uh, listen, the way that I saw it was orzo is a pasta. I'm looking for something pasta esque that's going to be absorbent, that is going to sop up the sauce. Is it was it a perfect substitution? No, but I think it actually worked and it got me to a place of delicious. Um, I, I will say just as a side note, again, braised nuts is a very underrated technique for both professional cooks and home cooks. So peanuts, if you haven't cooked in a braise before, are delicious. Pistachios are delicious. Nuts. The only nuts that I think sucks cooked is almonds. Mm-hmm. Um, but pumpkin seeds are great cooked as well. So I think 
it's something that people should probably try because not it's delicious even if you're not on keto. Hmm. Um, so how I, much do they? How much does the texture change if you were to braise sunflower seeds? Like, do they soften quite a bit? Yeah, mm. I mean, pistachios to me are the best cooked nut, Interesting. followed by peanuts. But pistachios are so expensive. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. braised nuts also a great name for our culinary prank call album. We're gonna put. Out. <laughs> <laughs> so just as a suggestion, I just think people if I they're really on like keto that. should really think about braising nuts instead because they're delicious. I like that a lot. Uh, all right, this is the point in the show where we are now going to score one another for our um, accomplishments here. I'm going to be awarding points to we'll, – we'll each be awarding points for what we've heard the others do. So we're each going to receive a base number of points. And by the way, guys, I know the scoring is all messed up. We are going to take a midseason break and fix this, but we're going to stick to the – not going to change not my fault. horses. <laughs> It's stream. Very important. It's not Dave's fault. Uh, I think we all abided by our restriction, so we'll all receive our 10 base points for doing the job. Did I not? Did you not? Did Who you did complete it? the recipe? In 20 minutes? Yeah. No, but did you, you know, did he, you, do, are we giving him pass on mop, apple juice? That's just not, a, you cannot take well, away yeah, my the, points. Yeah, un, un, Absolutely not. You, you can take away his points for like your personal Thing, whatever evaluation, but I feel like he didn't understand. I, I can't hear you. So. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay. Take your hand off the talk button, you know. <laughs> so we uh, we're gonna get our ten points. I'm going to be awarding, and then the, the, each of us has ten more points to award to distribute between our uh, friends and competitors here. So I have ten points that I'll be distributing to Dave and to Priya. I'm going to be giving my points to. Priya for her Fochujang, which I agree was uh, inspired. I thought that was a, a really smart move. I, I also think that while I do not enjoy kelp noodles, um, I am going to take that into consideration how hard it is to come up with a substitution, even though Dave just gave us braised nuts. Uh, Dave, I think that the ghee move, super, super, super strong. I thought that was great. And I thought the bacon spam very, very smart substitutions. Um, you know, I think like there, like you said, there is a legitimate lesson to be learned in there. I think that ghee being shelf stable and a fat that you can always have around, as well as canned kimchi, all very smart uh, moves. And then you can basically prepare the dish as instructed. So, but you know what? Another thing you can do if you don't have ghee, manteca is shelf stable as well. Uh, out of, oh, out yeah. of the box, I find it to be. A little pungent for for my taste. I like the fresh stuff you can buy at the. At yeah, the, but if, considering the recipe where it's tomato and kimchi, kimchi and pork, kimchi and pork fat, that is a classic combination. That's milk and fucking cookie, so it works. That's why I, I actually just Again, leave, I just leave a, tom- a glass of tomato juice. You and know, some Chris bacon messed up for- if I have to talk about Korean cuisine and culture in the proper context. <laughs> I do leave Santa just a couple <laughs> strips of bacon and some tomato juice. That's my <laughs> my combination. Dave, what will you be awarding points for this week? Priya, legitimately, the first half was the best I've ever seen her do in two, three years of recipe club. Um, it pains me saying that, but it's the truth, right? Because I tell the truth here. The second half no is debatable. Kidding. Second no half kidding. is debatable to me. But considering that she elevated her difficulty level by trying to avoid it, I'm not going to give her as many points as I'd like simply because like it's it's going to be the highest score I've ever given Priya I think. Okay. 
right? Will I be receiving in, any points in from you? In two episodes. <laughs> yeah. In, in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> I'll just be receiving the leftovers. I uh, guess, I, yeah, yeah I, I think it's a fair. I think I'm being fair. It's a zero for me. No, uh, no. <laughs> somewhere between zero and ten. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, those are the rules of the game. Priya, what will you be uh, awarding your point? What will you be? What what fun things did you hear? What useful tips and hacks and tricks will you be hearing? Did you hear that you'll be distributing points for? I mean, ghee and spam. I think is just really smart. That's probably what I would have done. When I asked Dave what he toasted in, I was sort of like, I was I was wondering if he would say ghee because I was like, I feel like that is the that is the very obvious shelf stable alternative to butter, and he did, so that's great. Um, I feel like Chris, I I you know I think what's interesting is like yours wasn't it wasn't terribly hard, you know, and it's almost as though like this is a really this is really hard to evaluate because like do you award points based off of them meeting a challenge that wasn't very hard to begin with? Or do you award points based off of someone really like overcoming, overcoming struggle at, to do something really innovative? So that's sort of what I'm, what I'm thinking well, through right like now. In, in, in professional American football, when you're kicking a field goal, it's always laces out. All you have to do is watch Ace, Ace Ventura. So it's like when you go to, it's, 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 you know, if you're, you're receiving the ball, you're the, the field goal holder, the, you know, the placeholder. Uh-huh. Places out. Everybody knows that when you go to an Asian market, specifically Korean market, you always look lower left. You always look lower left, and Chris didn't. My God, I didn't know metaphors could be stretched so far. That was <laughs> you know, incredible. And if you I don't look lower left, you're basically not doing laces out, and you know, that's problematic. I actually, th- I actually think that just throwing in the applesauce was was a totally fine move. I, I'm sorry, but I think. I think hey, was, this is a competition. I, I think that was totally, comp- Chris, I agree. I that was, was totally fine. I think it was a What do you expect with these two colluders? I'm also getting a text message from <laughs> Gabby saying that Kuchijang actually only has a shelf life of two years and is not necessarily shelf stable. I don't know if we want to pick nits here. I have no problem with that, Priya. Priya. No, I, I disagree with that. And uh, Gabby just got some uh, cryptocurrency from Chris <laughs> Ying. <laughs> We'll leave this for the internet to discuss. Um, I have texted my scores, and did you text your scores into Gabby? Did you text your scores over to Gabby Priya so that they're done? And oh, is that that's how that's how in great secrecy, even though we all know how this one is going to turn out. So these scores are in in third place with a cumulative score of seventeen points. Is yours truly, Christopher Ying? Uh, In second place. With a cumulative score of 21, 10 plus 6 plus 5 is Priya Krishna. What? And in first place, with a cumulative score of 22, 10 and 5 and 7, is Dave Chang. And may I just point out, Priya, that your being less generous with your points than Dave to me is the reason why you lost this competition. Dave gave me a solid four for my efforts, and you gave me three. Priya, I, I gave was you six. six Priya, I wanted to give you eight. Three. I really wanted to give you eight. But I gave you six because I thought that you were on track for an eight. Yeah. Well, honestly, this feels like a huge betrayal from Dave. 
quite What are you talking about? How? I gave you six. It's the highest score I've given anybody points. other than John DeBerry this year. Yeah. Let's not react to John DeBerry seven. He's going to make a honestly, fucking movie about the John DeBerry seven. I think, honestly, anytime someone gets more than five, that's a huge score. That's like an 11. God, you're, you're, you're like one of those professors who is like, a B minus means you did you know a really what? good First of job. all, you know, you no one had ever made me a professor. <laughs> you know what, Priya? You know what, Priya? On this, on this particular point, I'm going to break our collusive alliance and say the only one you have to blame for losing is yourself in this one. Dave gave us six and four. So just saying. Uh, can I, can, I'll change my score. Priya, I want to give you a seven. No, you can't change. No, no, no. The whole wow. point of the anonymity is so this can't happen. What do you? You wanted the anonymity. You cannot do this. I'm just all saying, right. Priya. That's you all. know. And Gabby, if you don't mind updating the I season, Priya's uh, mad at me. Scores for me down here. I'm gonna move on to the next section while you do that. The next time we have Priya on the show, she will be cooking. We'll all be cooking with her theme ingredient breadcrumbs. Uh, we received quite a few submissions for vegetarian sausage rolls. Stuffed artichokes, Italian egg rolls, stuffed hot peppers, cast iron fried fish, and something called Mary's Prudence Island Stuffies. <laughs> I don't know which one you've chosen yet, Priya, but may I just, and I have not read the recipe, may I just uh, stump a little bit for Mary's Prudence Island Stuffies? Oh my God, wait, that was, I was totally leaning towards Mary's Stuffies because it's summer, you know? I feel like stuffies are very summery. What the fuck is a stuffy? <laughs> Well, you don't know what stuffies are? What is a stuffy? Were you, were you not friends with white people who lived in New England growing I up? I was friends with their West Coast cousins, <laughs> white people from Laguna. I mean, I, I was friends with all these people. Maybe I wasn't fr friendly There's, enough. This looks like they're stuffed clams, man. Yeah. Never never seen of a stuffy. Never heard of a stuffy. But um, Priya, is that what you're going with? Um. Yeah. I think. I think let's... Let's do it, right? I, I don't know. I mean, Stuffed I mean, clams. What, what else it's a you, great name for recipe. What else are you way. thinking about? Mary's Prudence Island Stuffies. So, I know. So Mary's. So okay, good. so we've got cast iron fried fish, stuffed top peppers, Italian egg rolls. What are those? Uh, stuffed artichokes and vegetarian sausage rolls. Some of the others looked a little simple. I think let's get rid of fried fish, stuffed artichokes, and yeah, stuffed peppers. I, I the agree. only other ones I'm interested in are Italian egg rolls. And maybe the vegetarian sausage rolls, but that's just like the uh, idiot in me. What are you gonna pick? I think I don't know. I think I'm trying. Like, how would you even do a shelf stable stuffy? You buy some canned clams and stuff them in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, but what do you? What do you <laughs> Prudence Island stuffies. Come on, Mary's. Ooh, I got a good one for um, shelf stable stuffies. Well, see what, what the is the recipe? Says. Hold on, has she chosen it? Have you chosen your recipe? Yeah, why don't we go with the stuffies? Yeah, let's go with the stuffies. Let's Whoa, go who with are the we stuffies. Even fucking kidding. Yeah. Take a spin on the wheel. You want to spin? Is it, is the, are the batteries back in this thing? Can I turn no, it on? It doesn't matter. Okay. This is for who? No whammies. Who's no whammies. For? No whammies. For you. Me. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. One pot. Oh, that's easy. All right. I'm going to spin for you, Priya. Okay. Ready? What do you want? Which one do you want to start on? Just I just I just spin it. Just you want it. me to spin it or Chris to spin it? It's too late. It's spinning for Priya. <laughs> this is Priya spin, and it's going to be. Oh, it's easy. Budget. That shouldn't be well. Budget? Clams are going to be expensive. Well, interestingly, it's uh, well. I'll get to that. When, when we reformulate some of the, the the recipe club, I think one of the things we're going to have to revisit when we do budget. It was it really. 
who can make it the cheapest without really like under 20 bucks? It's really the goal is who can make it the cheapest possible gets the Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. By the way, you ha- you cannot reduce your budget on this, Priya. Just FYI, you will be docked points if you just make fewer clams. <laughs> if you just make one clam and it's Mary's Prudence Island stuffy singular, you will be docked points. So, well, hold on. What's in the recipe? A bunch of... Uh, okay, we've got red onions, celery, garlic, scallions, green pepper, olive oil, stuffing mix, uh, churico, butter... Uh, uh, clams, Chorizo? clam juice, paprika, hot sauce. Chorizo. I think you can easily do this under 20 Chorizo. minutes. I'm just going to give you one tick with the peppers. No, no, budget. The budget. No, no, I'm, I'm budget. budget. The, you, you can easily do it. What's going to save you the most amount of money is buying frozen pre-cut peppers. Also, see. if you just steal all of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, green pe- here, that's pe- what I was That's what I was thinking. You know what, Priya? I'll give you a ton of points if you go clamming. Bell peppers are expensive, and basically she can get a cherry stone clam for about, I bet you, 75 cents each. So she gets six of those to eight of those, so that's seven bucks. A bag of frozen peppers is wait, about wait. a buck 75. Wait, wait, wait. I think that she has to make the number that is in this recipe to, and stay on budget, which is 16 to 18 Quahog clams. <laughs> Godspeed. So, Godspeed. All right, this is for me. It's my spin. Yeah. I just don't, I just would really not like Lux. Oh, fuck. Vegan? Did he get vegan? Yeah. I hope you guys like wheat gluten, because that's what you're going <laughs> to eat. You're getting fucking wheat gluten. And honestly, no, it's going to be clam. You're getting wheat gluten. Wow. I'm getting wheat what gluten. are you going to do? I'm going to go to the Chinese market and buy a bunch of weird stuff and see what happens. <laughs> I think on budget, she can actually merge this with some shelf stable too. I think she's gonna have to. Yeah, clam um, canned clams. She could probably get some used clam shells. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly Priya, you're so close to clamming country. Just go clamming and get some clams. You know what? I actually there is like a seafood place. I was gonna just be like, can I just take your absolutely not? You can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's about go clamming. Yes, I go can. dig them out. How, di- how different is that than clamming? She's being yeah. She's foraging. All urban right. foraging. Or like or like going to Red Hook and like yeah. they have little clam okay. shells. You on can the- do that, but you cannot say it's for a show or blah 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 shout outs it's gotta no, no, be no, real, I won't. It's gotta I'll be just real be like, i'm making i make i'm making stuffies i can't can even you, can i, I can't even here? believe what i'm yeah. saying what this game is making me do it's just helping priya for some yeah. reason all right speaking of help we all need it except for dave who remains in first place with a average score for the season of 21.66666 and so that's on. that's a great number dave uh, great dave number. you're killing it great this number, season yeah. john deberry still riding the john deberry seven with a score of 21 for the season. Priya has jumped has jumped up in the standings with her score this week of 21. She now has an average of 20 to hold third sole possession of third place. Brian Ford is in fourth uh, with 19.5, just ahead of me, who has an insane score of 19.28571429. Don't know what that is divisible by. And Rachel still... Climbing back out of the cellar after uh, her Sogan Dolma um, uh, debacles may be harsh, but you know. I'm feeling bad got, for Rachel she's now. She's got 15 points. I'm feeling bad. Um, 
I might just intentionally blow up my uh, next week just to. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Um, so we'll have Priya back in a couple of weeks to make Mary's Prudence Island stuffies. You're going to catch all of the cooking very soon in video form as soon as we get those edited together. But uh, in the meantime, keep on cooking along with us. You can join us on the Discord. There's a bunch of people who have, are earning Major Domo gold, which you know has some reason for giving out that we are all in the dark about. But uh, if you don't do that, at least give us five goddamn stars. You know, I feel like this has been a very pleasant. Priya, I'm so happy that we could have this great recipe club today. And however I can help you out moving forward, I'm always there. <laughs> well, just just you wait till I ask you what you're doing on August 18th. Uh, okay, it's okay. Here, here we go. Uh, thank you all very much. And we'll talk to you. God bless everybody. <laughs> this fucking politician. Oh my God. We'll talk to you all very soon. <laughs>